Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out, right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! <laughs> Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hello again and welcome to the desert. I'm Stephen Maggi and on today's show you'll meet one of the great magicians on the strip. Her name is Arian Black and she has broken the glass ceiling in a career that is very male-centric. And speaking of talented women, you'll meet an up-and-coming star in the world of comedy, Christy McHugh. Finally, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, will tell us all about the evolution of dining in Las Vegas. And now... Hey, Rocky! Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. See? Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! Wrong hat. Old black magic has me in its spell. Old black magic that you weave so well. When you visit Las Vegas, you know some of the greatest magicians in the world are here, and we have one for you today. She's been the, called the female magician of the decade. She's open for a number of big names, and she's also developing an app that we want to talk with her about called uh, the Volunteer Network, which connects volunteers to organizations. I think that could be really huge. Welcome, please, Arianne Black. Arianne, welcome. You know, as being a female magician, it's not something very common. Most people expect to see a male up there. Is that something that you kind of have to grab them right away when they come in to to let them know that, you know, I'm serious about this? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it's why I do a manipulation act, which is where you produce and banish things using just your hands at the beginning of my show. Because it says to an audience, um, I'm here, I know what I'm doing, and you're going to have fun. The people that have seen your show come back and say it's fantastic and so forth. But you've been interested in magic for a long time, really since you were a little kid in Canada. Is that right? Correct. I saw a magic trick done by my cousin when I was about four years old. And I had a very analytical brain. My uh, father's side of the family is all math and science. And so I just sat down, and, and it took me about three months to figure it out. But I finally figured it out, went back to my cousin, and showed him the trick. And he um, showed me another one. And, at, you know, at that age, you don't know that there's more than one type of magic in the world. Right. And so I was like, oh, wow, I need to do this. I need to know more. And and. I just never wanted to be anything other than a magician from that point on. Yeah, it's exciting. And I know there was a time when you were seven years old, I was reading, that uh, you had the flu, your mom took you to a uh, magic store, uh, <laughs> and that was like a, you know, a kid in a candy store, right? Just excited as you could be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that story is actually uh, one of the best learning lessons I ever had um, in life. And um, uh, on multiple levels. So at that magic shop, um, you know, when kids go to the doctor, the parents will go and get them ice cream or something nice. And I, I wasn't into, I never really was into sugary things. So 
my mother thought, oh, I'll just take her to the magic shop, which was right across the street from the doctor's office. And uh, we walked in, and I saw all these amazing magic tricks. And um, the the gentleman from behind the counter, you know, said, are you looking to buy one? My mother said, yes, we are. And um, and so he showed us a couple, and I said, oh, that I wanted the, the this rope trick. And um, he looked at us and said, oh, is this trick for your daughter? And my mother said, of course it is. And he goes, oh, well, madam, magic is for boys, not little oh, girls. Why don't you buy your daughter a nice doll? Oh, that's and he terrible. And not sell us the trick. Yeah, he would not sell us the magic trick. And so um, we left, and there was a gentleman um, who I, I remember um, he had, like, uh, dark red hair with a, a, a red goatee. And um, he came, followed us out, and he showed us how to do the trick using um, hair ribbons. And he said, you know, go to the library, and there's lots of books on magic, and you can get books there. And, um, and what it taught me was, one, life's not fair. Two, there's always a way around it, around a problem. Three, if you think outside the box, you can do magic with anything. You don't need to do the way everybody else does the trick. People talk about magic and, you know, you got to have the talent, you got to have the desire, and I know you love doing it. But the business part is really important because, as I understand it, you know, part of the reason you've been so successful is, you know, that that whole word of mouth thing and you deliver on what you promise. That's just as important as uh, really sometimes the quality of the act. Yes. Um, yeah. The, um, I mean, what keeps agents and bookers and all those people coming back to a person is the fact that they have a good act. You know, if you have a bad act, you can get it booked all you want, but people aren't going to book you again. And I have a lot of repeat clients because they, they see me and, and they go, wow, we you know, want to use her again and again and again. Well, you know, and that does mean a lot, and uh, I'm excited about your act because as I read through this, I realized you really love doing this, right? I mean, it, it excites you to get people to just kind of, I guess, that kind of look of uh, amazement that you get when when you see a great magician. Yes. Um, it, it, there's a, a magician that passed away years ago, Doug Henning, and... Oh, yeah. When he came on the magic scene, he really brought that wonder to magic um, and that, that childish sense of amazement. Um, that's the way he performed. And I remember seeing him and thinking, wow, if he can do it and not look like the stereotypical magician, so can I as a female. Right. And, yeah, and so he, for me, he was very inspirational, but... Um, but I loved that. I love bringing that sense of wonder to people um, of all ages. Why do you think Vegas is such a mecca for magic? I mean, in all different types, your your show is tremendous. There's, you know, Penn and Teller, who does a whole different type of act. There's, there's all these different people out there, Chris Angel, you know. Uh, what is it? I, you, you think because when people come on vacation like that, you know, Vegas is one of those kind of towns that's kind of a fantasy world, and this is just another part of it. Is that what you think? Um, okay, so do you want the psychological answer? 
Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, the fun answer is magic speaks to people of all ages. But the psychological answer for Vegas is that Vegas is an international town, and people speak multiple languages. And there is a problem when you go see a show and it has a story. So you can go see a show on Broadway, but you have to be able to follow the storyline. And you, in order to do that, you have to be able to speak the language. So if you don't speak the language, you can go see a magic show and totally and completely understand everything that is said. Wow. Because it's a nonverbal language. Right, right. I hadn't given that much thought. That makes a lot of sense, I got to say. Now, you know, you were had a mentor, like all the great acts, they always have a mentor. Uh, in your case, it was a guy named Johnny Thompson. That meant a lot to you, right, as far as like taking, you know, as a kid who's just really interested and wants to work and to have somebody that can kind of, you know, take them through some of the tough times and, and really help them go to that next level. Uh, I still use Johnny Thompson as my mentor. That's great. <laughs> That's um, great. Uh, so Johnny Thompson is kind of, he's called the godfather of magic, and he is still around. He is the magic consultant for all the big names in magic. Um, you know, it, you saw him on the first three and a half seasons of Mind Freak. Um you know, everything Penn and Teller does, he is behind, you know, including the, the fool lesson stuff. Um, and he, um, you know, he does some stuff with Copperfield and has worked, he helped with uh, Siegfried and Roy with their show. Um, everything Lance Burton did for the longest wow. time involved Johnny Thompson. Every big name in magic uses Johnny Thompson. Um, and I am lucky enough to be friends with him and to be able to go to his house kind of whenever I want because he lives just down the street from me. When we return in just a few moments, we will continue our conversation with magician Arian Black. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Magic. Old black magic has me in its spell. Old black magic that you weave so well. Those icy fingers up and down my spine The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine The same old tingle that I feel inside And then that elevator starts its ride Down and down I go Round and around I go Like a leaf caught in a tide No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way. On time, on target, and at a price you can afford. Visit us at BESD.US. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show. But Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case. (laughs) Yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. Chris, you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. M2, M2! There's your comic book collection, the race car bed. I'm young at heart, but I put money into my 401k every paycheck. I'm taking control over my financial life, and that feels pretty grown-up to me. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Are those footy pajamas? This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You're listening to top Vegas magician, Arian Black. Arianne, is it something, too, where you're always looking for that next great trick, you know, and, and I know you develop these yourself. I mean, so some of these, you, you know, are, as you said before, uh, you think out of the box, there's a lot of things you can do that haven't been done yet. Is that something you're always thinking about? What's the next thing to get uh, people to gasp? Yes, um, and no. So, yes, um, I, I used to always be working on something new, always be, you know, thinking how can I take this, that I've, uh, something that I've seen in a movie um, that is a special effect that's CGI'd, and how can I bring it to the stage as a live effect? Um, I used to always think about those things. But I have to admit that since I came up with the idea for the app, 
all that has stopped, <laughs> and I spend all my time working on building this company. <laughs> and, and, you know, you are that businesswoman, you know, that's every bit a top pro as you are as a magician. I want to ask you about this app because it sounds exciting. It's called the Volunteer Network. Kind of explain what you're trying to do with this. So I was in Hawaii doing some work, and um, I wanted to volunteer one afternoon. And I, I found it very difficult to find a charity um, and to be able to just sign up and, and go and do something with them. Um and I realized, wait a minute, wherever I am when I'm traveling, this is difficult. And there's so much technology and stuff, and this really needs to change. I mean, it's even hard to find charities just online when you're looking. And you can know exactly what it is you're looking for, and, and it's difficult. Right. So uh, I said to myself, this definitely needs to change. It needs to be easier for – there has to be something out there that's easier for volunteers. And I – found something kind of similar, but it wasn't an app. It was just a website. And it was lacking in a lot of areas. And I thought, okay, I can, I can create something better. Um, right. And I sat down and I thought, okay, what are all the things that I want as a volunteer? And then I went out and I did surveys and I, I asked, you know, hundreds of people and said, you know, what is it you want as a volunteer? Um, and I compiled all that information. And then I realized the charities and the nonprofits, they are out there desperately seeking volunteers. Right. Um, and when I did the research, I found out that volunteer charities were spending anywhere from 30 to 50 cents to acquire and keep volunteers. And that's 50, 30 to 50 cents for every dollar that they bring in. That's a lot of money that yeah. goes out just for people who are volunteering. Um, and I'm like... The, they need, not just the volunteers, but the charities themselves, they need a better way to access volunteers and communicate with them. And so I went to the charities and I said, okay, what is it you need? And, you know, they need a way to, to be able to tell whether a volunteer is a great volunteer or a mediocre volunteer, whether that volunteer has the skills they need or doesn't have the skills but is really willing to help, you know, um, they need to be able to talk to those volunteers in an immediate way. Um, and they need to, you know, when there's an emergency, like when the hurricanes hit down in Texas, um, they needed, you know, imagine if you were signed up with this site and you got a push notification saying, hey, this charity that you already work with that fills those little soap bottles um, is packing those soap bottles and, and toothpaste with soap and sending it to people who are displaced in Texas, um, do you want to come and help for a couple hours with packing those things? Well, if you already do it, you're going to say yes. Right. As opposed to getting a push notification that says, hey, we've got a plane leaving um, that's sending a whole bunch of volunteers down to help with boots on the ground. And if you don't do that, then you're going to go, why am I getting this message? But if you do the boots on the ground kind of thing, you're like, wow, I'm going to pack. I'll be at that airport in like five minutes. No, that's a wonderful so, thing. It's not only good for like these big events, like you say, the hurricanes and some of the things that just pop up, but it's really good for some of those people that have certain skill sets, right, and really want to help and just don't know how to get to these groups. And consequently, these groups to find somebody with just the right skill set. I mean, this takes it beyond just uh, somebody with some time and really right. doing the same way we do business. I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that it doesn't exist. 
in this form was mind-blowing to me because the technology is out there. But then in my research, I found that the UN had done uh, this paper two years ago, you know, talking about this chasm that's forming between charities and technology and being able to connect to the world. Um, and so I, I really I really believe in, in fixing this problem and that by fixing this problem, we can change the world. You know, the volunteer rate has actually been going down for the past 10 years. And I want to change that and I want it to start going up. The highest the volunteer rate has ever been was 28%. And that was like in the 80s. So imagine if we can bring it up to that 28% and then get it to 30 and then get it to 50 because if if 50% of the population volunteered even if it was only one day a year mm. we would change the world yeah and you know i think there's a lot of people out there Ariane, that want to volunteer but they want to use what they're good at they don't want to just do whatever's i mean some people are doing it God bless them. But I think there's some people that, you know, if you can match the skills to the needs, you're not only improving how many people are doing it, you're improving the quality. Well, there are so many different jobs that you can do as a volunteer. You don't even have to leave your home and you can help people. So there's um, a lot of um, um, shelters where they need people to help with writing resumes. Well, you can do that from your home. You can type up person's resume and send it over as a PDF. Um, you know, that a lot of charities need some just basic computer work done, which can be done at home. Um, there's a charity where it's coders, and coders come in and they just help other charities with getting a basic website up and running. Um, you know, the Habitat for Humanity, everybody knows that one. You know, and but they need plumbers and electricians and people to lay floors and all these other things. So imagine the the unknown charities that help people with their homes, like the one for the veterans, where they they take the the homes and they refit that home for somebody that um, you know that fought for us, yeah. but now has like some type of physical disability and maybe need they need ramps or they need the handles in their bathroom, you know. Uh, and they need people with skills who can do that. But a lot of people don't know about that charity. Um, you know, uh, when you go to another country and you think, oh, I wouldn't be able to speak that language. But let's say you're in Poland and you type in Warsaw and the date that you're there and you, you type in children into the filter and it pulls up all these children's charities and you go, wow, that's a lot. And so you type in like, oh, you know, homeless or, or you know, whatever other keywords you want. And... It'll filter it down, and now it'll pop up with all these little um, orphanages where they're just looking for people to hold babies for a couple hours. You don't have to speak the language to go in and hold a baby for a couple hours. Right, right. the truth is, if you're on vacation, five years from now, you will still remember holding that baby. Oh, absolutely. For the rest of your vacation. Uh, it, it will be the thing that stays with you more than what food you ate, what you saw. That's going to be the thing you remember. I think it's great. I think this is a fantastic idea. There's a lot of work here involved, of course, as you can hear. Oh, it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Back with more from Arian Black, Las Vegas magician and innovator, in just a few moments. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchin. Let's 
two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have every week... Different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history. And if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. When I woke up, I couldn't speak or walk. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 182 over 100, and I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke. Everything changed. It felt like my life was over. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from invisible or silent. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. If I would have followed a treatment plan, I would not be in this situation. 180 over 110, and I had a stroke. And I'm 33, so I never see this coming. If you've come off your treatment plan, get back on it. Or talk with your doctor to create an exercise, diet, and medication plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Head to toe. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. It's just that easy. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com.
Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We are chatting with magician Arian Black. So give us a good idea of the timeline. How are you looking at this? When do you think we'll see this uh, come up on our phones and so forth? Oh, um, okay. So things like this actually um, take time. Uh, we can get the beta site up and running, have it running in one or, or three cities. Um, and we can test it out and we can get the feedback that we need, not just from the, the volunteers, but the charities, Right. so that we can get that information and make the changes before we start launching it nationwide. Once it's launched nationwide, uh, we eventually, it'll be in every country in that 48 languages or more, um, so that it doesn't matter where you go in the world or what country you're from, you'll be able to use this. This is exciting. Uh, is there any way we can follow <laughs> this? so we Because I'm sure people want to get involved right away. Is there any way if we follow you on... Uh, on your website or on Facebook, something like that. Is there a way we can kind of keep an eye on it? Because we know it's not going to happen overnight, but it is going to be great when it gets here. Yep. Um, okay. On Facebook, if, if you see a little um, emblem that's a sun with the words volunteer network underneath, that is, um, that is the Facebook page. If you go to the volunteer networks with an S, um, we couldn't get network. Somebody else owned that and wanted Stupid amount of money. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Anyway, um, so if, if you go to that, um, there is um, a basic page that has information, and there's um, uh, at the bottom there's a sign-up, and we will send you the, um, the, um, the beta app uh, once that's up and running. Um, we won't send you other information. We'll just send you that once it's up and running. Um, and then there is a GoFundMe page, um, and then people can reach out to me personally um, if they're interested in being um, uh, an investor in the company. Oh, that's terrific. So that's a GoFundMe, and you just put in uh, Volunteer Networks? Is that right? Uh, volunteer Network. Network, not um, Networks. GoFundMe. Okay, gotcha. It, okay, <laughs> got it. Volunteer But you know network. what? Even if you type in the S, I think uh, GoFundMe, it'll still show you. Okay. Well, that sounds great. And now about for your magic, because it's really great to see you. Where are you playing in Vegas anytime soon? And how can we find out where and when and all that stuff? Um, right now in Vegas, I've been doing mostly corporates. Um, mm -hmm. And I have to admit, I just got back from Taiwan. <laughs> I was there for 10 days. Um, and then I was up in Canada for, for a little bit. Um, and I'm home until Tuesday. And, and then I'm going back up to Canada because I'm working on a, a project up there. And then I'm home, and then I'm gone for again. Um, and and so and in between all of this, I'm still working on the company. Um, I was lucky enough to be introduced to some wonderful people up in Seattle that have been very helpful. Um, and so now I'm like, I need to find um, a person who's really good at writing um, um, executive summaries. Right. That's, that's that's my next goal with the the company is finding because you know those angel investors they want the they want to know that you can take what you have in your head and put it on paper and let me just say that is much harder than you think it would be. Oh yes, <laughs> you can tell, people that can do that are fantastic, and you, and you do need them. I get that. 
Well, Ariane, best of luck to you. You know what? We would love to have you on again once this thing comes closer to fruition so we can talk about all the fun ups and downs and so forth as you get to really an important, important thing for not only really in Vegas, but the world, really. Yeah, um, I, I want to change the world one volunteer at a time. And that's the way to do it. I'll tell you, I think, uh, you know, t- 10 years from now, you can look back and go, my gosh, look what we were able to do. This is just great. Best of luck to yeah. you. <laughs> really appreciate Thank you so much. Let's now meet another successful woman in an entirely different entertainment venue. When you come to Las Vegas, Comedy is always on the table, and there's some great comedians. And one comedian that comes through here is Christy McHugh, and she's uh, yeah. There's Christy there, so fantastic act from the Midwest and so forth. Christy, let's talk a little about what you're from. You come from Iowa, which is not the place we normally expect to find comedians originally starting. How the heck did you get into the world of comedy in Iowa? Well, you know my dad. My dad was a very funny man. And uh, I don't know. I think you're just either funny or you're not. I hear about these people take classes. I'm like, what? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was uh, I moved out here, out to L.A. Um, after college, and I just kind of fell into it. I was taking some acting classes, and some student there was uh, trying to do stand-up. And he said, you're the funniest person in this class. Come and do three minutes with me. So um, I never stopped, and that was his first and last time on stage. (laughs) Back with more from Christy McHugh, up-and-coming comedian that calls Las Vegas as one of her homes in just a moment. Don't go away. Vegas never sleeps with Stephen Maggi returns right after this. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. You hear it every time you finish a meal and never feel anything. But if we were able to associate this sound with a new stimulus, save the food, we've achieved pulling a natural response from you. Save the food. Why are we doing this, you may ask. Save the food. Because this ad is trying to change your after-meal behaviour through brainwashing. Because food waste costs the average family $1,500 a year. Save the food. Cha-ching. And 1500 extra bucks is like getting a pay raise. Save the food. Cha-ching. You're promoted. Which could pay for your child's braces. Save the food. Cha-ching. You're promoted. Check out my braces. So when you hear this sound, rethink your behavior. Cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. 
Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. It's just that easy. Football is coming to Vegas. I felt that one way up here. And your home for all things Raiders is RaiderHistorian.com. Visit RaiderHistorian.com for a look at the game, the philosophy, and the personalities that have made the Raiders one of the most storied franchises in sports. The dynasty is at RaiderHistorian.com. Just win, baby. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're the boss of me. I am the boss of you. Are not. M2. Are not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to comedian Christy McHugh, who plays Vegas again in early 2018. No, that's cool. But, you know, funny people sometimes can't do that. You know what I mean? Because it's not just uh-huh. being funny. You got to get up and do an act. Was it, did it kind of just come to you to, like, put things together, put, you know, bits together and so forth? Um, back then, I remember when I first started, I was being very character-y because I was an, an actress and like, you know, that's what I thought, just do characters and stuff. But then the more, I mean, it's like a baby. It just continues to grow and change. I mean, I look at jokes like I'm doing now. It, it's just, it's, as you experience things, it's, it's, you know, your, your act changes. And so it's much more experiential. I take a lot from my home growing up and, um, a new bit that I just was working on. My phone stopped working, and uh, I was it was like midnight, so I couldn't talk to anybody. I have to call at eight a.m. I call, and I have a low voice naturally. Have a low voice in the morning. I even even have more of a man voice, <laughs> and I was just livid. And I was the person was not helping at all. And I was just like, and I've been a customer, and she goes, "Sir, sir, <laughs> calm down." Like I am not a sir. Um, it's just little things like that. I mean, just say. Things are shot at you all day long, you know? Well, and what's particularly funny about that is go to Christie's website, and we'll tell you how to get there in a few moments, but very attractive woman. That's certainly no man. Christy, you know, <laughs> did your appearance have a, make it almost hard? Because in the comedy world, you know, they're, they're sitting there staring at you going, wow, that's a good-looking woman. Do you have to kind of grab them and, and let them know, I'm here to make you laugh? 
Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, um, you know, your first couple of minutes, how do you think about anybody who even walks in a room with words out of their mouth, hi, I'm whoever, and then you're like, ah, what was the name? Because you're taking in so much information. What their hair looks like, the shirt that they're wearing, and maybe it reminds you of something. There's just, like, so the first couple of minutes on stage, I really feel, and I think a lot of comics would say this also, it really doesn't matter what you're saying. That's why a lot of people do a lot of hi, hello, they talk about weather or the town they're in or whatever, and just get them comfortable with what they're seeing, you know. Yeah, um, and you made the decision to do uh, what we call now clean comedy, which, uh, you know, in the, in the world of comedy, especially starting out, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, go to that other side first. And that other side can be funny, but sometimes it's just gratuitous. Clean comedy is something that I guess kind of opens up your audience for a lot of places, but maybe a little harder. You know, I recently did a corporate gig, and they were, like, super clean, like squeaky, squeaky clean. But, you know, I look at it as a challenge. You don't have to. I mean, you can substitute certain words, and uh, sometimes it does take the meat out of a certain, you know, bit. But if you've been doing comedy long enough, you have, it, you know, in your arsenal a wide range of things that, you know, you, you're able to, to use. But some, I mean, I've, I've also done gigs where they're, like, dirty it up. The dirtier, the better. You know, it, it was a, uh, a corporate gig for... Um, Seagram's Bacardi. Oh, yeah, Bacardi? okay, yeah. yeah. So they were, you know, they were cool. And then I did Children's Telethon. I do every March in Iowa. And that's televised, and you're with, you know, children. And like That, of course, has to be very PG. So um, that's the art form, I think, though, you know? To be able to, do you really need to go to the gutter, or is that really necessary for the joke? Maybe it is. Well, well, you know, you know. J- Jerry Seinfeld says that try a joke without the dirty words. If you can't pull it off that way, it isn't funny. You you kind of agree with that? that that's really? The work? That's great. I've never heard that. Well, you work for a guy, or not for a guy, but you worked as an opening act, which I think is incredible, Drew Carey, who used to talk about that. Some His theory was some jokes you have to use a swear word or it's not funny, but most jokes, you know, it, it's got to be funny first before you uh, enlighten it up. What was it like working with Drew Carey? You know, uh, I honestly, I worked with him once at the Improv. I didn't. It wasn't a. I didn't do a tour or anything with him. But he was very, very kind, very gracious, and he was like the comics, comic. I mean, he like watched everybody. He was not, uh, you know, had no ego about him. I I really liked the guy. Well, who's been the first? You know, as an opening act, too. I I gotta think. Is it tough to do that? Because if you're opening for him, or I know you've worked with George Wallace, David Brenner, Arsenio Hall, mm-hmm. you know, is, is it kind of hard to grab people? Because they're all waiting for the for the superstar. But I think they're open to a, a funny act. Do you have to decide how to go there? Like, Are you trying to do something different than what they do, whatever their particular style is? Or are you trying to appeal to that audience? How does it work? Um, well, first of all, there's a reason why you're you're opening for that person. Your act works. Whoever's booking it, it's, you know, that's uh, that's already a done deal. So I just go up, I do the best job I can, and if I do have those dirty jokes, generally as a courtesy to somebody of that, you know, at that level in their career, you don't you don't paint the waters with anything dirty, you know. Right. But um, I recently I recently went up after Arsenio, and that was incredible. I mean, that was I rode that that wave, and you know, I had a couple of agents in the crowd. And they said, you know what, you kept it right right up at the, at his level. So it was yeah, that was that was a great experience. And you have to address it. Like, I know a lot of comics, like, will go up after a magician or, uh, you know, somebody juggling. And then the comics go up and they're like, you can't just not acknowledge what just happened. You know, you have to compliment them, ride that wave. It's a real art in the sense that you've got an opportunity there. You, don't, you want to keep that thing going, but it's pressure at the same time. But I guess it's the kind of pressure you want because the idea is to get that name out there. And, boy, what a better way to do it than to follow somebody and go, wow, that act was every bit as good as the first one. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
And a lot of, I mean, a lot of true comics, they've been, you know, at day one or year five. They they get it, and they act, you're, the real cool ones have always acted like we're colleagues, which we are, but, you know, they, of course, have had a lot more, um, uh, you know, opportunity and success, but still without any ego, like, just, uh, it's a community, you know? Yeah, now, you know, one thing I want to ask, people always talk about, uh, comedians stealing other comedians' material, that kind of thing. Is that something that you kind of worry about sometimes if you have something really good, but you're in one of those uh, things like, uh, you know, the Ice House or, you know, one of the, the improv, that kind of thing, where there's a bunch of people around, uh-oh, this could get stolen. I mean, how does that work? How do you protect your, your, your comedy gold? Uh, you know, George, George Wallace told me, I take that back, it wasn't George Wallace, it was George Lopez. Mm-hmm. He's like, stay ahead of the thieves, just stay ahead of the thieves. You just keep writing. You know, I've had a joke that I thought was great, and a, a girl did it on The Tonight Show, and I'm like, oh, man. And they have a rule, like, if it's on TV, then it's theirs. I don't believe that. That's just my personal thing. Like, I wrote that. I know I heard it. You know, I, I, I know I wrote it. Uh, I'll still use it. And um, But, yeah, there's, all, there's people are, But then there's also parallel thinking, and people use that as excuses sometimes. But there is a quiet, I mean, everybody's got, a significant other or has had and has been through a breakup, you know, but when it gets specific, when there's verbatim, then it's like, come on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the life of the comic and you certainly are going all over the place. You're all back and forth across the country. You know, what kind of a lifestyle is it? I mean, here you are, this very attractive young woman that could be all over and instead you're going to these towns, spending a night going somewhere else, but that takes some getting used to. Well, I don't do those so much anymore. In the beginning, that was, I mean, I've hitchhiked, to different gigs up in Oregon. I didn't have money for a hotel, so I camped. Like it, when you have such a passion about something, you just—I remember—I I, I can't believe I did it, but yeah, you just plow through and you do it. Now, I mean, I'm doing more weeks or you know, yeah, bigger clubs, better clubs. But um, uh, not that I'm you know not above doing that. I just—it's a little more difficult, and you, you know, you have relationships and. It's, really hard on significant others and you know they we try and you know book things together but that's difficult also yeah. um but man I, i'm going to be at the borgata in atlantic city uh in november and that's you know that's that's a much easier gig when you're there for seven days and you're not hopping around it's, Oh yeah, it's a, well, it's a huge theater. So yeah. What What are your favorite places to play? I mean, I, you know, are those places like the Improv and the Laugh Factory? Those places is that really fun, or do you like getting out to a place where maybe, um, obviously, like you say, if you can do a week, that's obviously the best thing. But do mm-hmm. you have any favorite places? I love the Improv. I love the Laugh Factory, both Hollywood and uh, Vegas. I mean, people in Vegas that that's like those guys are great. That whole. When I go back there, it's like you're going back home. <laughs> Harry's incredible and treats comics really well. Um, yeah, those are. And I go back to uh, I go back to Iowa during the Christmas time, and I'll do Penguins. And uh, yeah, I, I don't. I love it all. We'll be back with final words from comedian Christy McHugh in a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hello. so nice to have you back where you belong you're looking swell dolly we can tell dolly you're still glowing you're still crowing you're still going strong we feel the room swaying 
For the band's playing one of our old favorite songs from way back when. So take her Attention men under the age of 35. You know what really impresses the ladies? When a guy has a few drinks and later gets pulled over for buzz driving. That could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. There goes let's grab dinner and a movie. Oh, I know. You drive more carefully when you're buzzed. You've proven that hundreds of times. A woman admires that kind of confidence. And you've practiced how to speak if a cop does pull you over. Slowly, clearly, and politely like, good evening, officer. A woman admires that kind of foresight. And what woman doesn't find it adorable that you call it buzzed even though the law calls it drunk? You could kiss $10,000 goodbye, along with any chance of having a girlfriend. Because nothing says, I'm a catch, more than a guy who lives in his parents' basement and calls it my place. Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Dear Daddy. Dear Mom. I love you. I miss you. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at SnowballExpress.org. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show, but Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case, (laughs) yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We are chatting with comedian Christy McHugh. Well, you're a real talent. I mean, you do also, you've been in films and TV, uh, Ace Bigelow, which was actually a very funny movie uh, with Rob Schneider, but you've also done some TV stuff, including West Wing and stuff. So the acting bug is still with you a bit. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm shooting some background five and under on um, uh, Pacific Rim 2. So that's going to be next week. Let's talk about where you're coming up. First of all, what, uh, if people want to see you around the country, where are you going to be in the next few weeks? And then uh, when are you heading back to Vegas? 
hopefully back in Vegas, uh, the beginning of 2018. Then I go to New York City, uh, beginning of December. I'll be at the Hard Rock in Iowa uh, the following week, December 14th, I believe it is. Um, yeah, I'm bopping around. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd love to see a Christmas show. Uh, do get back with us when you're headed to Vegas because we'd love to talk with you again. But in the meantime, let's tell people, too, where they can find you online and so forth. Sure, at uh, christinemchugh.com, Facebook, Instagram, kjmac211. Uh, yeah, me up, add me. We Follow will do me. that. Absolutely. Well, Christy, <laughs> best of luck this year. We'll look forward to seeing you at the beginning of the year in Vegas. We'll talk with you again. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks so much. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Today's topic is Las Vegas dining. If you think back to the, the old days, you know, the Sinatra and Demar, they'd have one great restaurant in these places and so forth. But as you said, it's not only about gambling anymore and consequently restaurant and that's why they're so expensive they're not the 99 well i guess you can still find 99 cent breakfast and stuff but by and large that is not the norm anymore yeah it used to be that the gambling revenue that casinos would make would pay for those restaurants they would pay for free show tickets they would they subsidize the parking that's a perfect example there it's not subsidizing the parking anymore there's parking fees because the gambling revenue has gone down every venue has to be self-sustaining whether it's a show or a restaurant so I think in a lot of ways that's great because it raises the quality of the food because the free food or cheap food people was getting, they, it wasn't that great. So now that, that source of revenue, we're paying people, we're actually, we have to be profitable, we've got to make it better. And we have to compete with 50 other great restaurants here in Vegas. Probably, sometimes even within the same casino, there's 10 great restaurants. Well, thanks for joining us this weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps.